This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in 3, 2, 1. Sean Douglas, my brother, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, good, man. Good. Glad to have you back again, man. I think you're the one that's been on Life Transformation the most of anybody. And not even as a guest, but probably as a host. Hey, those of you who don't know it, uh, Sean originally started Life Transformation many years ago. And then I purchased the show from him. And he's moved on to just incredible things. And I love to have him back. One, because he's my friend and we talk all the time and the the diamonds that come out of this man's mouth are so powerful and so transformational that I thought it'd be good to have him on the show today. Um, lots of stuff happening in your life, even since oh, yeah. we last talked. So let's do this. Let's give a just an overview of where you have come from. I, I think, you know, just your military and and how low things got and where things are. I think it, it's really inspirational how you have overcome so much. You want to go way back that far, huh? Well, briefly. Yeah. Um, you have a whole new audience, and I'm sure some people stayed after after uh, you took over the hosting duties. So No, they all left. They said, Sean's gone. We're out of here. And that's what they did. Nah. <laughs> Every single um, one of them. No, bro. Rob is absolutely incredible, and I couldn't have thought of anybody else to take over the show that I had so uh, lovingly built with cries and sweat and everything else. So joined the military in 01 and deployed a lot. My particular job uh, as a F-15 crew chief and then eventually became security forces. Went back to crew and jets because security forces is crazy and developed a nice little drinking habit that got out of control, which caused my marriage to fall apart. And uh, that drove me into suicide. And I had uh, put a gun in my mouth in 2008 and was ready to end it. People saved me. Coworkers, my brothers in arms, saved me, got the help that I needed. And then from there, after some you know therapy and talking to chaplains, I transformed into kind of what I am now, but a smaller version. I became a drill instructor, learned how to speak, coach, train, mentor. Did that for four years. Then went back to the regular operational Air Force back to my original job as a crew chief, then became a suicide awareness trainer, a resilience trainer for the military. I was leading both of those programs. You know, I want to jump in really quick, Sean. Um, There's a lot of people right now that are really struggling. Oh yeah. I, I know you mentioned that, you know, you had a really low point. You had a gun. Um, you were going to take your life miraculously. And I'm so glad because my life's better to have you in it. And I, I, I love that we're friends. I love that we've crossed paths. And 
I just know personally and professionally, there are a lot of people that are really on the edge right now in regards to the conversation that I've had with a handful of people in my life is, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. And, you know, for you to get to where you had a gun in your hand and we're going to take your life, and it was close to not taking your life and being here, is a remarkable transformation. And the reason that I wanted to highlight this is because of the people that are suffering right now. I want them to see that with love and support and some help, professional help, you can transform your life into something that you could really never imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think hope is what is lacking for so many people right now. Uh, Woke up this morning, looked at the news, and looked at all kinds of things that came across the phone. And there's a lot going on. And I think it's important that people stay in their lane emotionally Mm -hmm. and not try to get involved in everything that's crazy in the world. There's so much stuff right now. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's gotten to a point where it's almost laughable. I have to laugh at it because I don't even know how to respond mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, I try to stay in my, my bliss bubble. Yeah. But I, I want you to think for a moment of when you were right at that moment of going to take your life, how you turn the corner and maybe there's something that you can say to someone that's listening today, how they can turn the corner that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel. And you're proof of that. We've had other guests on the show that are proof of that. And it just, it brings tears to my eyes, how at the edge so many people are. So Mm. that's why I rushed to have you on the show. I just felt compelled because of anybody that can share this story and where you have come from and how you serve the world. I want to give people hope. So that's really the focus of today is the hope because there is a possibility for change. Even as bad as it looks, there really is a possibility for change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and. What came up for me while I was listening to you is I didn't do it alone, and I couldn't have done it alone. Not in the not in the emotional state that I was in, because I developed a drinking habit, which the military discouraged because I showed up to work drunk. I showed up to do on duty drunk a couple times, so that's not a good thing. No. So I was going to lose my military career. They wanted to kick me out. I was under review. You know, I was going to probably get kicked out. Then the wife was leaving. I had a half million dollar business that I got pushed away from because I was misusing expenses and running it like a, my own escort service, you know, meeting girls at bars and dropping 
large amounts of money on bar tabs and just buying expensive stuff and fame got to me, I guess you could say, right? All the money and everything else. The drinking from deployments and coping mechanisms I didn't I wasn't equipped with. I didn't know how to how to cope with everything I was experiencing. So there's no way I could have done it by myself. But I talked to chaplains that, you know, the military was like, you will go to chaplains. You will go to ADAPT, which is the alcohol and drug abuse prevention and treatment program. It's kind of like, I guess kind of like AA. Right. But you meet like twice a week. For two weeks, I had to stay at my supervisor's house and I could not leave his house or leave his side for two weeks. If he went to the store, I was going. We worked the same shift. My supervisor in the military babysat me for two weeks. It was super, super awkward. But I had to go live at his house for two weeks. They took all my guns, knives, any sort of weaponry. They took all of it. So good, good, because you're here today, right? So when you're in that position, and you're thinking of taking your life, and you don't, and then you're in that two weeks where you're on lockdown, does those thoughts come back, or you're like worse, worse? That was worse. I'm like I'm literally living in my own hell. That's what it feels like. You are living in your own hell. Wow. I'm a grown man and I have to be babysat. And I was probably 24, 24, I suppose. And you're strong willed and stubborn and prideful and big yeah, ego. 23, 24. That's how, that's how old I was. I'm like, I'm grown. I had to be babysat. Really? But I also really wanted to stay in the military. So I could have just gone on with the divorce. Fine, whatever. The business, I was broke. So, yeah. So, what happened in the transformation? So, did all of a sudden, did your mind just like click and go, oh, I'm going to look things in a different perspective? Or did it just slowly transform and that you didn't even realize it? Or was it just an aha moment where you're like, uh, I hit rock bottom. I can't go any lower. Or did you go, if I do this, my life will not only be different, but better. And there's a path of a fresh start, a new beginning. Well, I understood that people were trying to help me. Like I understood that. And I really cared about that. A lot. Yeah. And so I didn't want to let people down because they were like rooting for me, you know. But my mom sent me a book called The Power of Positivity by Norman Vincent Peale. Great book. And I read Great that book. book and I was like, wow. Because yeah. I was the first one to find a negative or a flaw or a reason not to do something. Like I was the first. Negativity was my go-to. My brain was on overdrive. 
Because our brains are wired for defense. Our brains are wired to keep us safe, right? Right, right. Taking risk? I'm not taking risk. Hell no. I'm doing that. So I read the book. I was like, wow. Well, let me, let me see if this works, I guess. You know, so I learned about gratitude. I learned about some other tools that I could use. Well, let's let's just dive into the gratitude. I I live my life through gratitude. I try to stay very present. And I think so many people underestimate the power of gratitude. How oh, yeah. so just share with me what that means to you and how just the basic of being grateful for what you have and yep. not being upset or sad or pissed off for what you don't have. And even as simple, and when we talk about gratitude, a lot of people think of like, I'm so thankful that I have my million dollar mansion. It's not about uh, that. No. The one thing that I have, I mean, my, the thing that I have every single day, the first thing that comes out of my first thing of gratitude before I go to bed at night and in the morning, based on past history with me, is I'm so grateful to take another breath and be yeah. alive and to be here on this earth. Like that's the most, there's nothing more than that. And then right. it goes to family and my daughter, my wife, and from there. But it's interesting. I've noticed in gratitude and when you start doing gratitude and you start being grateful for what you have, you start off with things. And as you progress and get really clear and present, your gratitude becomes people. Yeah. And experiences. Moments. Not in any way, moments. And not in any way, things or stuff or... Stuff. Um, yeah. I know. I hate stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're spot on. I was so grateful for the moments. And for me, gratitude is, yeah, it's thankful and everybody's thankful around Thanksgiving. But it's living in that gratitude. But then reciprocating that gratitude back to, to other people. That was the that was the aha. That was the turnaround. It was, I'm very grateful for everything that I have and this moment and turning it around and saying, you know what? I'm grateful for you. You helped create this moment. I'm grateful for you. And when you started being thankful and blessed and you started telling people about it, I mean, the feeling is amazing. So, and not only that, it's powerful in that when you do really embrace gratitude and you're showing appreciation for mm -hmm. others and getting out of your ego and yourself and being humble and acknowledging other people for the impact they have on your life. Yep. Would you, would it be safe to say that your life transforms in a positive way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You count three blessings a day. And it could be frivolous or whatever. It could be superficial. You know, I'm careful for my house. Well, yeah, because it's cold. It's January. It's cold. 
in some places. It's cold. Grateful for my car. Well, yeah, because I need to go places and drive and, you know, but as you practice more and more and more and say, okay, I'm grateful for this. And then you write them down and then you journal about them or you write the reason why you're grateful for that. Like, well, what are you grateful for? Why is that? Why would you be grateful for that? I started to write down moments and then I started to have fun with it. And this was part of the healing process. So they were like, write down a blessing every day. What are you thinking for every day? And it can never be Love the it. same. What do you mean never be the Love. same? Like, you can't just write down the same thing every day. But okay, I'm doing it. Like, you have to write down something different. Like, every day. So I have to be grateful for 365 things. They're like, yep. Like, okay. That transformation, that moment of... Okay, I'm grateful for this, grateful for that. Because I have a job, because military's not gonna kick me out unless I mess up again. But I have to complete this program and do these things and be supervised and watched. If I do all that, I could probably stay in. I'm pretty grateful for they gave me a second chance. Like, okay, cool. You know, then you start getting in deeper. So yeah, it's uh powerful. Gratitude. I mean, it's just it's not one thing. It's gratitude is at the forefront of all of the other stuff that I was taught. And now that, and now I teach. Yeah. And not only do you teach, but opportunity is laying down in front of you. Incredible opportunity. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when I say opportunity, I am specifically talking about opportunity, opportunities as opposed to one opportunity. Right. It's amazing what happens. So, yeah, I I was helping people, you know, and just talking about positivity and my command took notice. Like, wow, these these past, you know, 4 to 6 months you've been almost like a whole other person. Like, I mean, always upbeat, always smiling. Like you know, I'm grateful for stuff, right? You know, and I'm blessed. You know, and and when you start to realize that, because when you're in your own hell, you're like, I don't care about nothing. Nobody, nobody cares. You start talking yourself into it. You start willing yourself into it. Nobody cares. Everybody's got their perfect life because social media. Everybody has their perfect life. Here I am dying over here, sucking wind. I bet nobody would even miss me if I was gone. I bet nobody would even care. They'd probably be happy. And then you start going down that road, the negativity road, like people won't even miss me. You know, then you start talking yourself into it. You start justifying why you should do it, why you should take your life. Like it gets, it gets ugly real fast. Yeah. Well, speaking of opportunity, you have your coaching and your speaking. And, you know, not like you don't have enough on your plate. Podcasting. But podcasting. Yep. Um, but you have now taken another leadership role. <laughs> um, let's, yep. let's talk about that. Yeah. So did my resilience training and suicide awareness training. And then I became a corporate trainer for that. I would go into government agencies and I was hired by a professional seminar company to deliver suicide awareness and resilience and leadership. 
And then I moved away from that, was booking my own stuff, started Life Transformation Radio in 2017. And then I went and helped. Well, I spoke at a conference at the at a uh, One Life Fully Lived conference. And it was like, oh my gosh, this community is amazing. High powered, high powered people. A lot of millionaires. <laughs> a lot, yeah. lot, lot of wealthy people, you know, and some that are trying to figure it out and do it. But everybody's a hard charger. And everybody was just so willing to help. And so willing to take you in as like a valued member or as a friend, right? So they asked me, hey, we love what you're doing with your suicide awareness and resilience. You know, we, we want to build a program for this. I was like, oh, I got all the content. What do you need? I got all the content. So we sat down and we developed the One Life Roadmap. And then after that was done, I stepped away. I'm okay, you guys got it from here. I'm going to go. Then I started speaking a lot more. And then a few years later, I was like, two years later, there's the pandemic. We're starting to do virtual conferences. We're publishing books. Got, got booked on another TEDx. So I was busy. Yeah. Like a lot. So I left whatever the the organization, right? And I kind of just did my own thing, but we checked in from time to time. And then last year in uh, November, they reached out to me and said, hey, our VP quit. The other VP wants to quit. And your name is thrown out in one life a lot. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. How would you like to serve on our board of directors for one life fully lived. I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. What do I have to do? Like without even hesitating, it's like, yes. Yeah. So what I learned was to say yes and then figure it out. Yeah, I like that. And that's what I do. I'm like, of course, yes. What do we got to do? Like, what are we doing? So I am the vice president of the nonprofit one, the number one, one life fully lived and our mission is to help people dream, plan, and live their most epic life. And in the process, eradicate poverty, hunger, you know, all the cool things that Miss America talks about. I would end yeah. world hunger. World peace. World peace. Yeah. But that's what we do. Like literally, we go into uh, poverty stricken or communities that people have just written off students, adults, doesn't matter. And we teach them our core four principles, which allows them to play full out and live full out. I love it. So what type of, transformations have people experienced of going through the program? Yeah. The first part is vision. People are like, well, I kind of want to do this, but I'm not really sure. And so something we help them with is like, who are you at your core? When you get down deep into your core, who are you? And then try to figure out who you are not. 
Who do like you that. not want to be? What type of person do you not want to be? Who are you at your core and who are you not? That's the first step. And then envision, which is the first core module or core belief, encompasses what is my one-year vision? What exactly is my one-year vision? And so we tell everybody to write themselves a letter. Date it one year today. Write it as if you're reading it as a congratulatory letter. And it's not like, I didn't do anything. I'm just going to write myself a hate mail. No. Write it as, congratulations, Rob. You are killing it with all of your side projects, with the podcast. You are absolutely killing it. I don't know if I'm going to kill it. I don't know what's going to happen. But in a year, here's what I hope to accomplish. So after you write that one-year letter, this is where I'm living. This is what I'm doing. This is the money I'm making. This, I mean, it's really all goals. That's what it is. It's really all goals. You're making this much money. You're living here. You're doing this thing. And that's a powerful, powerful thing to congratulate yourself on the vision that you create. Because yeah, after, yeah, yep, after the vision is finances, budgeting, investing. You know, we teach students money because money is not taught in schools. Absolutely. So we teach the kids compound interest, how to fund your one life vision. How do you fund it? So we talk about a lot of the stuff like the Roth IRAs. And we talk about saving, talk about investing, talk about being an entrepreneur, businesses, just everything having to do with how do I get money? It's the only way it's going to happen, right? So after that is relationships. We build out your board of directors for your life. You are the CEO of your life. You can hire and fire whoever you want. You are the CEO of your life. Nobody else. Nobody dictates who you can hang around, who you can not hang around. Unless you're a felon, then this is a different story. Right. If someone's a bad influence, time to step up and get rid of them. You know, I, I want to just jump in in that I, I talk about this a lot. Um, you know, Medea, uh, Tyler Perry, his yep. character. Oh, yeah. I, I invite everybody to, you know, I tell my daughter this all the time and other people in my life that you only allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. And if they're not worthy of being in your life, it's time to let them go. Yep. Medea, Tyler Perry has a video on YouTube. You can look it up. It's called let them go. And it's one of the most powerful videos ever. And she is so spot on. She's a metaphor of a tree. Uh, it's right. just incredible. You know, people get so upset when people that are destroying their lives Continue to destroy their lives. Right. And they keep them in their lives because, oh, they've been my friend since second grade. Yeah. Or it's my cousin 
or it's my aunt or my uncle. Right. You know, we only have one live here. Right. It's not a dress rehearsal. And it's so important that we maximize every moment of that life. And Medea has this way of communicating that, that I know people that have been really upset, they've broken up in a romantic relationship or they have issues with a family member that just, they won't let them go. And it's destroying their life. I mean, really destroying their life. And she just wraps it up in a nice little ball and has a little video. You can look it up. It's Medea, let them go. Yeah. And I think you will, it really puts things into perspective. I've seen it many times. I share it often. And uh, it's a great philosophy. Oh, yeah. Only allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life. And right. Let them go. Yep. And she's she's so funny. As I mean, just oh, yeah. the way she does it. I totally invite you to do that. I might put, I'm probably going to put a link in the show notes now. because That's cool. So. People either tear you down or build you up. Why would you want to hang out with people who tear you down constantly? It's like crabs in a bucket. And that's what I was doing. I had very little self-worth. So I hung out with other people with very little self-worth. That's crabs and, in a bucket. And crabs in a bucket keeps pulling you down and pulling you down and pulling you down. And so I needed to re-evaluate my relationships. And they always say that you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. I didn't understand what that was. I wasn't into personal development. I wasn't reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. I wasn't reading any books at all until that one book that I read. And I was like, that, whew. Like, it's like sitting in church and the pastor's giving a sermon, but happens to look at you or in your direction, but you think he's looking at you. Oh, he's looking at you, When Sean. he's trying to make this point and you're like, oh, God. Oh, he's talking to me. Oh, no. He knows. Oh, the pastor knows. You know, but he's really not. He's just looking in the crowd. Yeah. That's that's what the book felt like to me. Like it was pointing the finger at me like you suck. Like you have not got this figured out at all. You know, you better you better get you better get together. And of course I've read all the other cl instant classics and people always recommend the same old books, you know, so read them all. But the one the one turning point that really elevated the podcast speaking, the business, everything was the relationships that I built. Yeah. It's amazing. Like this, like our relationship. I love it. And then after relationships, just, you go to wellness. Yeah. Oh, so important. Mm -hmm. So important. Self-care. Um, you know, I just started diving more into that. I'm working out more. And then now what I do is I do um, an infrared sauna. It gets up to like 140 degrees. You're in there Jeez. for like 30 minutes. <clears throat> you lose about 700 calories. Wow. Um, it's scientifically proven um, that, and Tony Robbins, I saw him talk about this, that if you go in an infrared sauna like four times a week, that it can reduce your risk of heart attack or heart disease 
by 50%. Wow. What's interesting about it is that you just go in there and it's infrared, so it's hot, but it's not super hot. Right. But you sweat like nobody's business. Um, it's amazing. I had a cut on my finger and it just goes away. It just goes away. Uh, it's very, very healing. And, you know, it's important to take care of yourself because you don't take yeah. care of yourself. You can't take care of others. Right. Especially as a parent. You can't give from an empty cup. No. And a lot of people are um, empty trying to give from empty cups. Yep. They feel guilty. Sure. You know, self-care in our society is is really considered selfish. Or you know, self-care you, is considered vegging out on TikTok. Yeah. Go. Escapism. Yeah. Go tell your friends, hey, I'm going to take a break for myself. I'm going to go get a, a massage. And they'll look at you and they're like, oh, look at you all. Hoity mm. mm. toity. Yeah. You know, those types of practices hmm. um, really have a significant impact. Oh, yeah. You know, taking time off on the weekend. Extremely, extremely yep. important. Absolutely. Wow. Nailed it. So we got to get our wellness together. And vision, relationships. Man. Vision and relationships. Huge. Because why would you want to be around somebody that doesn't support you? Or says, oh, no, it's not going to work. That's nah, it's not, that was me. I got this amazing plan. Oh my gosh. No, it's too expensive. It's not going to work. Like I would talk myself out of doing stuff all the time. But your vision, finances, relationships, and wellness, those are our core four principles at One Life Fully Lived. And it. it's just amazing to see the transformation of other people, you know, who go through the, the roadmap at a, at a live event. And it's just incredible to experience. That's amazing. Yeah. One life. So it's the number one life fully live.org. Yes. Uh, they're a 501c3 yes. charity. And uh, it's, it's a really incredible organization with really incredible uh, humans at, at the helm. Oh, yeah. Include, including Sean. Our, um, one of our other board members just got elected or picked, or I don't know, I don't know the process to the 2023 women delegate for the United Nations. Like, how crazy is that? Well, I think I know who you're talking about. Mm hmm. And it doesn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. Are we talking about uh, Carolyn? Yes, Colleen. Yeah, yep. She's she. I we just we just uh, appointed her to the board. Um, we did some rearranging, and some people who were there have stepped away, and so when other people stepped away back in November, they turned to me and said, we need him. Yeah. Well, Carolyn pushed for that. Like, just, wow. just ask him. 
like, oh, he's too busy. That's how everybody says, oh, he's too busy. He's out doing all this other stuff. Like he's, oh man, he's too busy. He's doing too many incredible things, what they told me. You're, 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 just, you're just doing too many incredible things. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. That's what I feel like. I'm not doing enough. They're like, well, here's the deal. And so I was elected to the board. And then over the course of two months, some other people decided that I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. So we had some openings. And so I turned to, to Carolyn. I'm like, hey, what, what are we doing? And then other people turned to her and she showed some interest. So yeah, she's going to be on the board of One Life Full Live. And I just can't wait to uh, to serve the audience and serve the community and and really you know give back. That's that's what and I believe in that wholeheartedly. And that's why I reached back out to Carolyn. And that's why other people had, you know, like, hey, what's your interest in this? Because she supports so many people. And so I wanted to support her. And now she has been appointed to our board. Well, Sean, I am so thrilled that you were here today. And I reached out to you because I can see all the stuff you're doing. And you're making such a significant impact. And you're my friend. And we talk all the time. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, Hey, I want to have an amazing guest on the show, so like, <laughs> we'll just record this. But uh, thank you so much for being here today. I, I really appreciate it. And congratulations on everything that's going on, and especially now that you're involved in One Life Fully Lived. Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of anybody better than they should have picked. Thank you. And then March of this year, I'm delivering my third TEDx talk. And this one's going to be on the theme of the talk is identity or the theme of the event is identity. But mine is going to be on how veterans and retirees take their life because when they exit the military, they feel like they lost a part of themselves. They lost their identity, which leads them to suicide. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm super excited for this moment. Well, you know, I think we'll have to have you back after that and just talk about <laughs> What that was like just to do yeah. that, that talk. Three TEDx Talks is, is amazing. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, brother. And thank you so much for your support and the taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along my very special guest and friend, Sean Douglas, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.